0: This sermon was recorded at Church of the Ascension, an Anglican parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, whose mission is to be a worshipping community that equips God's people
1: and shares Christ's healing with a broken world. For more information, please visit ascensionpittsburgh.org. Hello, this is Chris Massa. I serve as Director of Music and Worship Arts at Church of the Ascension, and I'm also in charge of editing the sermon podcast. A brief word before this week's sermon. I think just about every sermon benefits from the context of the worship service that it is a part of, specifically the scriptures that are read and the songs that are sung. And I think this is particularly true for this sermon, which was given on Palm Sunday. The service began with a grand procession where the choir and congregation were waving palms and singing praises. And it went from there to a dramatic presentation of the Passion narrative, where the choir was actually shouting, crucify. This is a lot of ground for a single service to cover. And while I think Father Alex's sermon did a very good job of putting the pieces together, you still may find it beneficial to see the service in its entirety. To that end, a link to the YouTube video of the live stream has been provided in the show notes. Thanks, and God bless.
0: Let's pray. Lord, we marched in procession, and we mourned at the cross. I pray, speak to us by your word in the power of your Holy Spirit that we might know what this means for us and how you might be inviting us to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Palm Sunday is intense. It's intense and it's a bit disorientating because we have in our hands, or by us in the pews, these palm branches. Remember these? And we were marching in procession, and we were singing songs, and we were holding up these signs of his victory. On this day, he, Jesus, entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was hailed as king. And maybe we could imagine being in Jerusalem, and here he comes on this donkey, and and through the gates, and he's drawing near and the king draws near, and this is good news, and we welcome him and we celebrate him. And still with these palm branches, we then hear the account of his arrest, and trial, and suffering, and crucifixion, and death. And choir, you are leading us in the procession singing and then you are yelling, crucify him. It's intense and it's a bit disorientating. Why? Why do we seem to remember Palm Sunday and Good Friday on the same day? Couple of reasons. I mean, the practical reason is that some of you have unavoidable commitments on Good Friday so you can't be with us here at noon. Um, We'll miss you, but we don't want you to miss the meaning of Good Friday. So there is a practical side. But I think there's something more interesting and profound. Um, And I think remembering both Palm Sunday and Good Friday on the same day exposes and confronts us with a dissonance, an awkward truth about ourselves about our sinful and divided hearts. Because our hearts are torn in two directions. Part of us does genuinely welcome Jesus. We want more of him in our lives. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we're here and we join for communion and we sing worship songs and maybe we're involved in community groups and we're investing time in relationships with God and other people. And maybe we're serving in ministries, so we're walking with Jesus into the world. Maybe we're reading our Bibles and praying. These are ways of saying, we want you, we welcome you. And I wonder, is there also part of us that kind of does cry, crucify him? That wants him gone. We don't want him seeing what we do in secret. We don't want him hearing what we yell in anger. If he was gone, surely would have maybe more lifestyle options, more money. If we're not, if we don't have to be tithing to church. Suddenly Sunday morning opens itself up. And even those moments in which we feel convicted, the decision we're about to make, is not good for us. It's not good for those around us. God is convicting us still, we kind of, Signal crucify him, be gone. I want to carry on. We hold a palm branch in one hand, and the quaint American phrase. With the other, we flip the bird. Kids, that's a rude hand gesture. I'm not doing it from the pulpit. We hail him as king, and then we defy him, and deny him as king. Palm Sunday confronts us with this dissonance, this awkward truth that our hearts are torn in two directions. And a life with a divided heart is a wretched life. What might make us wholehearted? I mean, I guess we could be wholehearted in turning from Jesus, walking away, leaving all this behind. I mean, he predicted that. We were studying the Sermon on the Mount in youth group this spring, and there's the unsettling passage towards the end. Jesus says, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. We could turn from Jesus wholeheartedly, but what might prompt us to move and turn towards him wholeheartedly? Admitting that our hearts are torn and our lives are in two directions, listen to this line from the gospel that was read. It was a line that we may have missed But if you know anything about the Jerusalem temple, this would have stood at a mile. And it's a line that shows God's wholehearted commitment to us. Here it is. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Why? Why was it torn? Well, to answer that, let's ask when? When was it torn? Deacon Mark read, it was now about the sixth hour and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus calling out with a loud voice said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. framed between the signs of God's judgement, the darkness, and Jesus' death, he breathed his last. The temple curtain was torn in two, and in Mark's Gospel he has the detail, it was torn from top to bottom. Why? Imagine a large and magnificent curtain in the temple, separating the people from the Holy of Holies. An enormous, beautiful curtain, inches thick. And all who saw it were reminded that we are broken, sinful, divided people. And we cannot just enter the presence of the holy, glorious creator. We would be just destroyed, like marshmallows plunged into a bonfire. The curtain was a big keep out sign. And yet it was torn. The Greek eskiste, meaning to tear, split, cleave from top to bottom, and I mention that because that same word, the same root, appears at the beginning of the Gospel when Jesus is baptised, something else is torn. The heavens are torn, and God by his Spirit descends to be with us. Think about this, at his baptism the heaven was torn and the Spirit comes down. As Jesus dies, His body is torn, and by his wounds we are healed. And as he dies, the temple curtain is torn, and the barrier between us and God is removed. The innocent one, he suffered the judgment, the darkness was above him, and he suffered the judgment in our place. The curtain is torn, and God wholeheartedly invites us in. because of Jesus' death for us, we can approach God with all the confidence of Jesus emerging from that Jordan River at his baptism, clean in which the heavens are open. And he hears the voice, this is my beloved. We can enter God's presence with that confidence. Everything we've ever thought or said or done that alienates from the, us from the good and holy God, that judgment was on him. The temple curtain was torn, we are invited in. Remember hearing someone say, you know, love the opposite of love is not hate, but apathy. We think about this symbol of God's dynamic, wholehearted love for us. The heavens were torn, Jesus' body was torn, the curtain was torn, as he invites us, divided-hearted people, to be wholeheartedly united to him. Will you enter will you lift up your heart will we lift up our divided hearts to him and be united to him in his wholehearted love for us we hold on to our palm branches these symbolize these show that we welcome him as king and as we confess those parts of our lives that yell crucify him, that deny him and defy him. As we admit we cry crucify him, hear God say this, I did crucify him because I want you home. The invitation today is to bring our hearts to God. So I'm gonna finish this homily by leading us in a prayer. And it's a prayer for all those, for the first time or again, who want to bring their divided hearts back to God. Let's pray. Lord, you have made us and you know us and you know our hearts. You know all the ways in which we deny you and defy you and turn from you. Thank you, Jesus, that you chose to take our judgment thank you father that you invite us back into your presence forgiven restored adopted as your children pray help us now lift up our hearts lift up our whole lives to you that our hearts may be united with you now and always in jesus name amen